Hi, my name is Mason, and we're back at it again with another podcast. Um, we'll be talking about um, an American Sunrise, uh, page 1 through 20, I think. So right off the bat, in the prologue, um, you can tell that many, many people say it's a reminder of the terrible past. Um, you have people like Oprah Winfrey and BBC News, love, love, notable, credible, um, I'd say sources. So right off the bat, I, I know it's, uh, it's pretty interesting, maybe pretty interesting. Then it goes on to the next page where it talks about other pieces she made, other pieces that we buy. She, she uh, seems like the author. Uh, Joy Harhaw. She reads movie. She had written a couple of the books. And I believe she had even written a play. So, pretty interesting. So, you know, she acquired the best she's an experienced person. So, now you get to like the first page of, of you know, of, of, I'd, say, I'd say words, right? I don't know words, but uh, really storytelling. Um, and on the first page, she talked about Andrew Jackson. And, and how he had the Cherokee removing their lands. I believe it was in 1993 Act. Um, and in the, in the, he had them remove, he had the Cherokee people removing their land. And oh, in 1831, I got that. So I was right at 30 part. And in 1831, he had the chariot moving in so he can allow uh, bringing more space for white settlers and just, I guess, basically any non native Native American settler. Um, he had the Cherokee move. Quite a, quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of area they had to cover when they were moved, and they were accompanied by the U.S. government. So the U.S. government and military came out there and decided to um, to, move, to remove these people from their lands uh, forcefully. Obviously, uh, they had no choice, and uh, it, she goes on to say that he unlawfully did it. He unlawfully, and indeed it was unlawful. Um, yeah. She she also goes on to say on that first page, immigrants, guns, and violence. Immigrants, guns, and violence. If you think about it, we Americans were are, are really the only non-foreign individual living on the American soil. And if you think about it, everybody else is an immigrant to them. If, if they're not Native American. Guns are foreign to them as well. Guns, many Americans have guns, that's a European thing. And Bible, Bible's came from Europe as well. So all, all these things are, are foreign. So you see these Cherokee and they're moving one from the other and they see this, this, this kind of uh, takeover of immigrants, guns, and Bible. Uh, so one thing I just want to highlight there. Um, 
it happened on May 28th. Um, and she goes on to say it was a trail of tears of many. And then she goes on to say it was a trail of tears of many to come. Um, you know, I guess we can all we can all say that the uh, U.S. government basically had the Native American population. It didn't matter what what tribe or they're from, almost a, you know, pretty close to near eradicated. You you could probably even call it a genocide at this point. The U.S. government had, had done that. The time that settlers were here all the way to uh, maybe the 18, 1850s, to the Civil War, and even then they were still doing that. Uh, and it was unlawful, uh, and, she, and they did it everywhere. It wasn't just with the Cherokee people, it was with all people, uh, in all parts of the U.S. Uh, so she said that. Then, then we really get to move into the meat of the book, the first chapter. And I read through the first, first part. And right off the bat on the first page, it says, um, History will always have its ways. And it really resonated with me because, um, true, history will always have its ways. History will, will always be there. History, history is a useful thing to have. Right? It's a tool. Uh, it's a tool to see what we've done in the past, and a tool to see what we can do in the future to, let's say, be better, um, to improve um, part of the world. Um, and she says history will always have its ways. And she said, and that really resonated because we, because we've um. um with history, it's kind of that underlying thing in the back of your head. It's kind of always there. And if you think about it, uh, history does sometimes repeat itself. And, and, and it makes sense for it to repeat itself. And I think what she's trying to say here is it will always have its ways. And I think based off of no change, personally, no change, of course, this is not all its ways. But I think if people change, um, and this is pretty general. There's some change in there. But if people change, um, history that that might not happen. Um, then she goes on to say, be who you are. Um, and if you think about reading off what's happening at that time, these church people are getting really clean on it. And she's saying, be who you are. Some of the chairs, I mean, I don't know if I were you, but um, if, it were, if, it were, if it were me and I was given a chance to look like a history and say, and say, would you rather be a Cherokee at that time, getting removed from the enemy troops and then probably the U.S. government, or would you rather be the U.S. government, or let's say that the settlers are removing from the I'd be one of the settlers. Like, I don't want to be unlawfully treated by the government. I don't want to have permanent violence. I don't think the guy benefited from it. I'm really sorry, thank you for that. However, she says, be who you are. And I can bet you right now that many, many Cherokee at the time were probably, I wouldn't say ashamed, but 
But because these people were being unique in their life, because they were Cherokee, they were thinking it would be better to be, let's say, a white settler or, or a, a, not, a non-native settler. And she goes on to say, to say be human. So I think that's a really big thing, especially at the time. And, uh, and what that meant to others. And even now. Um, then I go ahead and move to the next couple of pages. She talks about her grandfather. Um, and how her grandfather, just before they were leaving the room, he was getting a reinforcement removal. Her grandfather took a he had a portrait of himself. And in the house that the grandfather had lived, uh, he was seeing these white settlers again with their guns and Bibles, and these immigrants with their guns and Bibles moving to their homes. He he gave the portrait of himself to the family. And he said specifically to the to the youth of the family kid. He said, um, he said, keep this in your house for as a reminder of me. And he left. And he went along on the way and trail of tears. And if you think about it, that that has a deeper meaning. He gave his portrait to these, to these kids. And even though, let's say, the settlers, wrong or right, they went for whether they whether they knew what was going on or not, what they were doing was wrong. Okay, that's no doubt. They were making it to someone else's I mean, like which means someone else's house, you know, they them out. That's not fair. Um, they were doing was wrong. But what her grandfather was trying to do was encourage the youth. He, you know, kind of the grandfather had, had at that point accepted. That he was being taken away from prison, but he decided to, for the better, to go ahead and address the youth. The youth, queen, the youth like me and my peers, my classmates, we're going to be the, the future. We're going to win the world in a couple of years here. We've got to make sure it's good, right? And so the, her grandfather simply, her grandfather simply secured a future for other Americans um, by simply giving them this portrait as a reminder of them, uh, the youth because the, the, the portrait is in your reminder to raise the, the uh, Protestant white children that, um, that the land that they're living on, the place that where they are right now is not there. It's a constant reminder that it's not there. That what they were doing, what they did, was unlawful. And even though they were youth their kids, they were unable to control that situation. But what the grandfather had did was he addressed you so that the other, so that the youth of America, you know, I, I say America, but youth of the community would know that what happened was wrong, and that history, and to make sure that history doesn't repeat itself. It doesn't happen again to another human, to another, you know, I guess a Native American, it's, it's crazy. Uh, the grandfather simply kind of secured that, that future with that youth. So that's just one big thing that. Um, 
Uh, she goes on to say humans had never had a peaceful history. To say she goes on to say that humans had never had a peaceful history. And I tell you, I totally agree. I totally understand. Humans have never had a peaceful history. Uh, you know, there's always been conflict, there's always been war, there's always been battles. I, I think that humans will have the ability to have a peaceful history. I think we can, I think it's possible, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's true. Uh, but she says that, and she's relating that, you know, again, think about it, point. they can nuclear land, fortunately, that's not peaceful. So, uh, yeah, it's just one good thing, you know. She, she goes on to say that it was, wonder, it was, it was wonderful to look back on the sense of something died in us. Referring to you know the, the rest of the other individuals of the characters as well. And she goes on to say that and she says and I really resonate she looks back and that that part of land, that place you live, her home, that's a part of you know where you live, that not saying you live, but when you grew up, you know, memories, experiences. Uh, relations that you made in your home in your community are very valuable and that is indeed a part of you. But when they're getting away from your land, just imagine this walking away from your land, walking away from your community, walking away from your, your dreams, your hopes, your, your relationships, your, your um, family members. Walking away from it all, dropping, just leaving. That would have a, I, I'd say that have a big effect on me, especially in a lot of trauma. So that's about first few, 20 page. So, thank you for listening. My name is Mason. We'll be back at the end of another episode. Hopefully, you guys have to feel like I'm putting up. Thank you. Uh, stay tuned for the episode.